It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final half hour of the of today's episode of this program here on KSL News Radio. We covered a lot of ground so far. Have a, a ways to go yet before we say goodbye for the weekend. I the other day had the opportunity to speak on this program with Congressman Chris Stewart, and as you well know, he served a career as a as a, an aviator in the Air Force, an airman uh, uh, as he flew bombers around the world, holds some world records still today. And uh, I often tell him when he and I have the opportunity to speak about his military career that one of my, uh, I don't have many regrets in life, uh, but one of them is uh, never signing up uh, uh, to serve as a member of the military in any of the respective branches. And uh, the highest of likelihoods is that uh, opportunity has passed me by. I'm 35 years old and uh, without a waiver, uh, the, the, <laughs> the likelihood of me uh, making it into the armed forces uh, today pretty slim. And so what I do to try to, in some small measure, compensate for that and uh, kind of give thanks and uh, help out uh, in the mission undertaken by uh, my sister. I've got a sister who's uh, an officer in the Army. Uh, I have um, my, my father served, my grandfather served. In fact, uh, you know the Hill Aerospace Museum? In the back of one of the hangars is a, ma- a big, giant, impressive-looking uh, black airplane. That's an SR-71. My grandfather worked on that very aircraft, uh, the one that sits uh, in the Hill Aerospace Museum. Anyway, so that's just to, to say I have a great affection and fondness uh, for the military, specifically the Air Force. Um, the other day, a guest on this program was uh, Jenny Taylor. She is the civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army. She joined us to talk about some of uh, the ways that this coronavirus has been impacting the recruiting efforts of the United States Army. She talked about uh, there's a little bit of a deferment folks are enduring right now uh, while there are travel restrictions, uh, but that uh, if you do find yourself desirous of uh, signing up and serving Uncle Sam, uh, there are still opportunities for you in the United States Army. And uh, it turns out, uh, as well, there are opportunities for you to serve in the United States Air Force. And we have an Air Force recruiter on the line right now, Staff Sergeant Samantha Miller. Uh, Sergeant, grateful to you for your time. Uh, how are you faring in the midst of all this coronavirus stuff? Hey, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we're doing pretty good over here. Yeah. Uh, you are still recruiting. You uh, are still desirous of uh, the the toughest and the finest to sign up for your branch of the armed services. How is that recruiting going? Yes, sir. We are still recruiting, and it's actually going really great. Um, we have transitioned to virtual recruiting. Um, normally, we would sit down and have a face-to-face appointment with an applicant. However, with um, COVID-19, we're going to do our part to help prevent the spread. Um, so now we're conducting appointments via video chat things like Facebook or Zoom, um, just trying to ensure we're providing the best customer service, but doing it in a safe manner. How has the recruitment timeline been impacted by the coronavirus? Uh, are, are, when a recruit uh, decides, yeah, I'm on board, I'll sign there, uh, w- what's the next step for them right now in this, uh, in this coronavirus era? Um, so process is pretty much the same as normal. Um, we do see a little bit of 
um, time lag when it comes to going to get the medical processing done um, just because we are trying to alleviate um, the stress on our military entrance processing station. Um, but uh, for the most part, we're still uh, mission as normal. What, uh, uh, in just a moment, I want to give you the opportunity to let folks know how they might approach the Air Force uh, if they'd like to, to join up. Uh, but let me first ask you, what, what are the benefits uh, offered to someone who signs up and joins the United States Air Force? Oh, I could talk to you about the benefits of the Air Force all day. <laughs> um, I, I bet. I think the major benefits that we have is our education. Um, we actually have a community college attached to us um, called the Community College of the Air Force, um, where you're actually earning credits while you're at basic training and you're at technical school towards a degree in Associates of Applied Science. Um, we have, you know, full retirement, full medical benefits. It's just a great opportunity to gain some experiences and um, have a really good life. And uh, let's say you, as a recruiter, you you uh, you've made your case. How, how do folks uh, how do folks contact uh, your office, or how might an individual take the first step to joining themselves up with the United States Air Force? Yes. So um, the first step, if somebody's interested in joining the Air Force, is to contact their local recruiter uh, um, and set up an appointment. So um, you can find us using Google, and most of us also have Facebook and Instagram accounts as well. Uh, Another great tool to use is airforce.com. It's a great website that provides a lot of what we do, and it also provides you the opportunity to input your zip code, and it'll give you the recruiter that's closest to you. And then... um, they also have a feature on there where you can live chat with the individual and ask them questions as well. Very good. Staff Sergeant Samantha Miller, Air Force recruiter, letting folks know and opportunities that are available to them. Uh, grateful to you for your service, first and foremost, and thank you for coming on the program uh, and letting folks know how they may uh, serve alongside you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You do the same. I have just a, a few more minutes here before I need to take a, a commercial break. I'll tell you now, too, in the next segment, we'll be speaking to uh, Senate President Stuart Adams. Now, the highest of likelihoods is that sometime next week, a special session of the uh, Utah State Legislature will be called, and a number of issues will be on the table. Uh, certainly, the legislators will gather together and discuss uh, how the state is handling its reaction to the coronavirus. And uh, I'll let the the Senate president talk about uh, what may be debated uh, when he gets on here, but he's going to be our guest next. Well, I have these last remaining minutes of this segment, though. I want to tell you uh, something I experienced when I was a staffer out in Washington, D.C. For five years, and I've repeated this over and over, I'm sorry. Uh, I worked for five years before hosting this program as a congressional aide in Washington, D.C. I worked for Rob Bishop. He represents the first district here in the state of Utah. Within the boundaries of Utah's first district is Hill Air Force Base. Congressman Bishop uh, is a member of the House Armed Services Committee. And because of that circumstance, because there is such a massive uh, Air Force installation within his district and because of his uh, position on the Armed Services Committee, that afforded him uh, something called a defense fellow. The Department of Defense, the Pentagon, uh, each calendar year would lend an officer of the United States Air Force to the office of Congressman Bishop. And those fellows those defense fellows, uh, served uh, alongside the rest of us staffers. They essentially operated as just an extra hand, uh, an extra mind 
to to help uh, advise the congressman and make sure that we were appropriately informed uh, as to you know the the perspective and point of view of the military uh, as you know the year progressed. Now that's all backstory because what I want to tell you is that being able to work alongside all of those individuals, five in total, uh, during my time there with Congressman Bishop, every one of them was absolutely top notch. They had beautiful families. They were 100% professional. Uh, they were smart. They were sharp. They got the job done when something was asked of them. You could count on it being completed. And, uh, and their military careers, as we were able to, to learn of them as essentially becoming their friends and coworkers, uh, are absolutely phenomenal. I got to know an F-35 fighter pilot, an F-16 fighter pilot, a helicopter pilot. I got to know uh, people who are responsible for the log- logistics, maintaining uh, the aircraft that uh, ensure uh, United States air superiority. And the caliber of individual it takes to fill those roles, I'll tell you what, is second to none. And in their personal lives, uh, they were no different. Absolutely exemplary human beings. So I tell you all that uh, for a few reasons. Uh, number one, uh, know that uh, the Department of Defense is well represented in Congress. Uh, know, too, uh, that uh, the United States Air Force and all the branches of the military, uh, at least from my perspective, can churn out some incredible people, teaches some wonderful skills, uh, and leads to uh, wonderful, wonderful human beings defending this nation and her freedoms. Okay, uh, that's that on the military front. We're going to take a break right now, final break of the program. When we come back, my guest here on Live Mike will be Senate President Stuart Adams to talk about the upcoming special session of the Utah State Legislature. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.